At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Glad to have you come back with us again and again and again, now in season two. Um, Before we get started, just wanted to let you know that today's session was recorded at DRS Studios. You can hit them at drsatl.com. Told you last time, Art is out. He's going to be out for a little while. He had a death in the family. His mentor um, actually passed the cancer. And I think we all know how that could be. So throw a quick prayer up for um, Art. Keep him in your mind. But I've got help today. We've got a uh, good brother, Noopsy. I'm sorry, good brother Monty on the podcast with us today. He gives a damn about you as much as I do. So... I want to introduce him, let him tell you a little bit about himself. Monty, tell him who you are, bro. How's it going? This is Monty. I'm just glad to be here. I'm a huge fan of Wild Black, um, and I'm also a huge fan of just talking about black issues, trying to figure out how we can move forward and be better and be more positive because we got a legacy to, you know, to take care of, a legacy to change, and a legacy to continue. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Vince. Appreciate that, bro. So anybody's first time listening to Wild Black, real quick, we do two things. We tell the stories of people of color, primarily black Americans, who by choice or by force act in a nuanced behavior. Anytime you have to change who you are or how you behave because of the color of your skin, we want to talk about that situation. Number two, we talk about the stories that bring us influence, that inspire us, that cause us to act, grow, and go. Anything that touches on those topics we want to talk about, today's no different. What are we talking about today? Purpose-driven hustling. We've got a guest in the studio today who is carving her own lane out, doing things her way, and she feels like her steps are ordained, like she's walking in her purpose while she's grinding. And for me, when you feel that ordained behavior, it just gives you permission to hustle harder and go really carve your niche out and establish who you are. And then you can reach back and help other people. So I'm not going to talk forever today. I want to jump into this so we can go deep. But um, Sammy Approved, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Vince. It's good to have you here. I want to tell people a little bit about you. Sammy's a graduate of the illustrious. I love how we have to throw them <laughs> You have to. You have to. <laughs> the illustrious the. Howard University, where she studied television production. Since graduating, she's done quite a bit, including hosting the I Do Music podcast at Patchwork Studios, working in programming at Radio One here in Atlanta, and launching the Sammy Approved brand and Sammy Approved TV, which has become a leading brand in music and entertainment. She lives by the philosophy that the greatest reward for a job well done is the opportunity to do more work. Sammy, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You said a lot. You said it. Um, I mean, pretty much Sammy Approved is looking or aiming to tell authentic stories and create experiences for people. So through everything that I do, I'm telling a story and I just want to be known. And like my legacy, you speak about like changing our legacy or keeping our legacy, uh, whatever that may be. And I think that's what people live for. Right. So when I leave here, I want people to say positive things and I want them to see like it's it's art, you know, like I'm going to leave behind like people's other people's stories because I'm I just don't really. I feel like we all have something to say, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. And I want people to say, anytime I hung out with her, like I had a 
good ass time. Like, I just had a fun time, you know? And like my close friends, they they can say those moments and they can say the moments when we had a rough time too. So it right. just makes it even the more better. And it's a part of your story. So that's what I want to create for other people. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I love that. Well, look, we always jump into our wild black shit so the listeners can get to know you a little bit, have a little fun, <laughs> warm you up. But you do this. You don't need no warm up. But we're still <laughs> going to give them this wild black shit. And Monty's going to take us through it today. Intro him to the mic with some wild black shit. All right. Here's the wild black shit. So question one. You're about nine or ten and riding down the street with mom heading to the store. Just as she parks the car, turns it off, she turns around and looks you dead in your eye and says, before we go in this store, you better, don't. Don't you touch nothing. <laughs> you better not touch nothing. You're not getting nothing in this store either. <laughs> You're not getting the thing. Don't you think you better walk out here with another toy? I still, I talk about finesse now off the record, but I, I still finesse about the store. Like, can I please get that? <laughs> don't you look at shit Don't you, you touch, touch shit nothing. And you ain't getting shit Period <laughs> Wow that's real I'm a grown that's ass funny. man My mama still, still might try that one yep. me. Still God And then make me buy her something <laughs> Right I'm Like I'll jack you up And no, knock you into next week Listen <laughs> Not next week Alright the, the second question I, I think um, You are the perfect person To ask this question to Just because of what you do We'll get into that I don't want to steal the thunder, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Monty roll with it. But I, I thought this next one was kind of fun for you. All right, question two. Why is it of the utmost importance to gain Young Metro's trust? <laughs> if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I can see that. So many people sitting there like, what the fuck? If Young Metro... I'm like, damn, you going to shoot me? <laughs> if, if Do you Metro know, what, what's the origin of that? Like, where did that come from? It's a drop. It's a drop from the song. I mean, I know where it comes oh, from. I'm I know like, Future said it, but like, why did he say that? Oh, okay. It's just on that. If if I'm that's my that's my dog. Like, that's my nigga. I'm, <laughs> if he don't vouch for you, I can't fuck. I cannot yep. fuck with you. I'm you sorry. dying today. <laughs> Not you dying. <laughs> you dying today. Yikes. No, Metro must have some serious character. Though. Serious. Mm. Got some Loyal. He's a stand-up guy, for sure. He's a stand-up, stand-up guy. <laughs> like, right, and, and the third question, this is, our, this is our staple wild black question. We ask this of every person that comes on. We've gotten some amazing answers. So I'll hit you with this one. What do you love most about life while black? What do I love most about? I ain't thought about that in a minute. Um, our beauty, for sure. Because that we're... I just feel like, and it's not in the physical sense, just like our minds, um, just the way we were built. I don't know. And I, I I think that's why I understand why non-people of color don't, or white people don't understand or can't, they know that they're not the best, essentially. And I know that sounds so, I look at humans as human beings, but if we're playing, if we're talking about race, like black people are just beautiful in every aspect. We're we're very bright. We know how we know how to survive. We're like the the way we're built was to to be the best. It seems so. Yeah, it's just like we're we're fire fire. I love I love being black and I love being a person of color. Like I'm biracial, so I'll just throw that out there right. to start. But um, so I appreciate. I'm learning to appreciate all of me. Right. Um, just for what it is. Like, I am black, I am Indian, and, like, this is just my, that's me. And that's what, that's why white people don't, they're intimidated. Right. Essentially. So, I, I don't know if that it's on spot. went left. I, oh, yeah. I love I don't even how know if confident I answered the you are in yeah. what you said. That's what makes them uncomfortable, how confident Yeah, it's a confidence. It's like an aura. Do. It's just something yeah. about black people. And I don't even know if you can define that. That's why it's hard to define what our culture is and, like, how we value how people value black culture because it's like, damn, we really invented all this shit. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, especially when you think about everything that's going on right now in the world and how mm-hmm. it's affecting us. The right. fact that we can still be so confident in who we are and what we look like, you know that shakes people. Yeah. And that's why they keep grinding and pushing <laughs> on us the way they do. Want right. to copy us, want to be like us. It's just... But it's weird. It's like, you want to be like us, but you say you, like, you, you say you don't. I don't understand. It's just like a... 
some psychological things. I think everybody needs therapy and <laughs> what I'll leave it at. Like, everybody just needs to get help. They, they want to look like us and act like us, but they don't want to suffer like we have. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't That's want us around, which is, which is crazy. Cool. Look, we're going we're gonna to jump into the dope quote. And the dope quote anchors the whole episode. It's, it's the thematic for everything we'll talk about today. I'll, I'll jump into it real quick. The magic is to surrender to God's dream for you. Quit fighting and pushing against and disallowing against. And stop trying to tell the creator what you're supposed to do. Get still and know that his dream is for you by Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Mm. A good one. Sammy, what did you think when you heard that? I thought that was a word, but you know, Sister Oprah, <laughs> Mama Oprah, she does that, okay? She does that. Um, I thought that was just so enlightening and something I needed to hear. Because you do need to, the, the part that, that I want to break down is just like being still. Right. And understand, just understanding that you are where you you are and you're present in your moments. Right. Because there will be moments and there will be that thing that you're like looking for, that dream. Um, But if you're, and just to come from Oprah Winfrey, it's like, oh. You know it's going to be impactful. <laughs> Duh. I'm listening to whatever she got to say because Oprah did something there, okay? She came from struggle, came, I just think that we all can resonate with her story to some degree, whatever she suffered through. So anytime she speaks, I'm like, huh? What was it? Say that again. <laughs> Say that <laughs> one more time, sis. <laughs> Monty, time. what did you think about that quote, bro? I just I just love it. And again, I just echo everything Sammy said because you just think anything that Oprah says is just powerful because you know that it's real, it's honest, it's not something that someone else wrote, it's not something that she's faking, that's something that she's made up, it's something that she experienced it, she believes it. And it's true. And you just can't, you can't go against anyone. If they're speaking from their heart and they're speaking their truth, you know, that's the least you can ask for someone. Right. The thing, the thing that I take away from it is, and Sammy, you mentioned be still just like Oprah did in a quote. I think that, I think that as a people, we struggle with that be still piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, we associate success and grinding and hustling to always being on the go, always being busy. And I think what happens is, and I can speak from personal experience, I can go back years and years where I define my success by how busy I was, the fact that I was doing something all the time. But the realization is that when you're busy on 10 things, you're only getting a little bit done on a lot, mm-hmm. but not a lot on any one thing. So you never move. And I think being able to appreciate sitting down, sitting still, sitting quiet, and listening, one, to God, two, to mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. and finding that focus is what's going to help drive us to the success that we ultimately need to find our way to. So I appreciate what Oprah had to say. I love it. and. It's Oprah, so. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> no, but real talk, I need it. I'm so happy that that, that I heard that. It's all Because you, you know, you forget. You, yeah. You forget to like, when you, when you know you're running, because um, we understand it's a marathon, like, it's life. Yeah. You know, and it's, every day is just a good moment to live and experience yeah. that. So for her to say, be still, it's like, you're right. All right. So since we're talking about hustling today, I want to I wanna jump into the civil right and the civil wrong. And it's all about the hustle. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to break down this situation. And this is nothing earth shattering. I just want opinions on it, right? So we talk about, when we talk about hustling, we think about all the people who have come before us, all the people who are successful. And if you think specifically in like the hip hop game, you've got some of our most successful leaders in hip hop came from a place of the illegal hustle, right? Some of them came from doing things that a lot of them aren't necessarily proud of today. But if you think about the fact that they come from nothing often and they find a way to create that revenue stream to build something that has significant and positive impact on our community, how do you feel about that? I keep keeping in mind that we're not talking about the cat who just wants to go out there and sell drugs just to make a whole lot of money, get a whole lot of women and live his life. But we're talking about the ones that just did it to get, I right. got you. It's I how they you. get started. Like, mm-hmm. So is that a civil right or a civil wrong? It's a civil right. What do you mean? I don't care how you get it personally. I Everybody has their own like moral value to life and and what they're willing to do for like, it's just like asking me, do I think strippers are wrong for like, you know, it's just, is that what you would want to do to get to what you where you need to go? And you make a living for yourself how you want to make a living for yourself right. and the value in your life. So a person like a Jay-Z who... Had to do what he had to do. I'm not. He had an end goal. Like he had a goal, right? And he had vision. 
So invest it how you want to invest it and get it how you need to get it in order to get there. I'm with you. But you make something for yourself. Civil right. So I was talking to some some folks about this the other day mm-hmm. and it turned into a small argument. But the, the basis was this. They felt like, and we'll use Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z did what he did to get where he is now. And he has like established real business, right? He is on top of the game. He's got all the money that he needs. He's investing in businesses. He's creating jobs. And what I think he's doing even more than that is he's creating like an image of what success looks like as a black man. And I think that's so needed. But the flip side is people wonder and people say, well, how many people did he hurt along the way? And is... At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Where he is now and the success that he's bringing, is it worth the impact that he created? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that because yeah, it, it goes know. back to like, I think everyone in this room and everyone outside this room has hurt somebody somewhere, sometime whether you knew it, did it on purpose, or didn't to get where you are. We all, we all leave Maybe bodies. Maybe not to... I don't know if I agree with that. Break it down. I think it's just, you know, we're all human, so yes, we all make mistakes, but like, you know, there's healed... Like, if... Not if you intentionally hurt people. You right. know what I mean? I think for me, and it's funny, because um, last weekend, uh, me and the family went to, you know, the Biltmore, and you see this big 250,000-square-foot mansion, and you imagine how many bodies... Are buried to build this, to Absolutely. build this, to build this wealth. Uh, yeah, and it's funny when you think about the Jay Zs and Ti's and the Master P's. They talk about what they did to build their foundation to get to where they are. What about everything that other races done? Like how many bodies? When you think about yeah, slavery, like, you think about free free labor <laughs> that you did to yeah. build your wealth I'm just getting and what your was legacy. My already, right. I'm just trying to take back, reclaim my time, really. Because that's what you all had to work with. This is what we have. This is what they, they had to work with to build their foundation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, they're building a legacy. It's capitalism. That's, that's what you do. You just get you, hurt. And the way you turn is like, hey, as Jay Z builds, his kids aren't going to have to do what he had to do. And exactly. his grandkids and his great grandkids, his friends who are attached to him, aren't going to have to do that. So, that's the whole thing. You You did that. When you think about, the um the politicians who you know you did bootlegging. I forgot who it was. Was um the Kennedys? You built your wealth off of bootlegging, but look where you went from here. Right. Legacies and stuff right, from right. there. So and nobody even talks about that part. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when you but the first thing you talk about is all oh, Jay Z's you know is worth you know close to a billion dollars, right. but he started slinging drugs. Right. Okay, well the Kennedys are worth a billion dollars. They started slinging right booze. So with drugs. <laughs> so pretty yeah, much. Same thing. Right. <laughs> so real. for you, is it a civil right or civil wrong? So I think it's a civil right. Civil but, right, civil right. And I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, that's a good, that was that was good. I didn't even think about it like that. The Kennedy reference. I mean, I think there are always those parallels. They just don't want us to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we just don't. <laughs> right. We just don't. It's, it's fun for it to be the darker people who right. deal with that. So let's go ahead and jump into just the interview portion of, uh, of our talk today. The first thing I want to ask you is just tell the people what you do. Because you do a lot tell authentic stories and create um, authentic experiences or memorable moments for people. That's it. I just tell stories through different mediums. But okay, I, I do radio. I mean, you you said it. Like, I started my own network in, in like, 2015 before we graduated from Howard. Right. Um, shout out to Tanika. She's she's here. My, my good girlfriend. Um, but yeah, so we, I launched my brand in 2015 because basically I just wanted to get a portfolio so I could get a job, like right. something going. Like I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I just dropped it. And yeah, from there, the rest was history. I started working at a studio, Patrick Recording Studios, which I still work with them through the podcast. And from there, I realized I just wanted to do content because I, I knew that there's like a vision for me and what I wanted to do, but I just have to build the capital first. So radio... Right became just, I was hustling, like we started right. talking about. Um, 
just hustling. Like, what can I do to do this? And I think working at Patchwork too, for real, I we were talking about Curtis um, off the record, but he kickstarted it off for me just being a, seeing a black man, like entrepreneur come from Carson down to Atlanta and like just he hustled and he got to where he is now freaking millionaire damn near, like probably. And it's just, it's dope to see that. And that was just like my master's program after college, just hustling in the studio, figuring out like, oh, I can, people can pay me like however much to, for me to write about them on my blog or, because at, at a point people just started wanting to know what I cared about, like right. my opinion on things. And I'm like, okay, this is a hustle right here. Like if I'm, influ- I'm pretty much influencing what people are listening to. So I'm like, all right. I see something going with this and then radio just was like an addition to that. It's kind of like you got to be a patient essentially to really tell the story that you want to tell. But I still find ways to do that within what I do. So podcast and, you know, so on and so forth. And yeah, Sammy approved. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) So much. So so considering you do a lot in hip hop, entertainment, radio here, Mm -hmm. I know people... People look at hip-hop and they think that because they see black faces all through hip-hop, at least externally facing videos, album covers, magazine, things like that. I've often, I've often heard conversation around the assumption being that there's no bias, there's no racism that you have to deal with. But I wanted to ask you, being in the industry, is that true? Like, is there still bias? Is there still racism inside of hip-hop itself? Hip-hop itself, the genre? Well, um, the business side. The business side of it. Yeah. Side of it. Something that people don't know is that I'm or not yet, that I'm an executive for an independent music label, which is a Mm. dreams to paper. Shout out dreams to paper. But um, I said that to say there's so many independent things happening. So you can really be the only affiliate you can have with like that, the white business or the corporate business would be to distribute your music, which is smart, you know, get the check to get more exposure for your project. So people are going the independent route with distribution which makes all of the sense because you're keeping right. everything like in-house and you don't have to deal with like, those people aren't making the decisions essentially right. like you are. So there are ways around it. I think more people realize that. So more people, more, more people, especially in hip hop are doing that versus, and not just black people, but just people in general. Cause it's right. like the music business in a, a total within the last two years is just recovering. Right. So you have to understand like financially when streaming hit, you know, but labels and stuff didn't really like, they weren't ahead of the curve. Now that we are advancing and like we kind of got to hold on streaming, like what is going to make you money now? You got to do touring and booking. People were like, okay, we're just going to do the independent route, keep all the money and boom. So I think black people are low-key winning, like the QCs. Um, just a lot of little independent, I won't go to shout now. Labels, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, quality control is probably like the best example of what's happening right now. Gotcha. That makes sense. So as you see more of the the independent labels and independent companies come up, where do you think, what do you think's next for us? Like, how do we, how do we keep that momentum going? Because you mentioned it's gotten better, right? We, we've gone from where you had to go through these larger white-owned, German-owned companies and you had to deal with that. Now we're at the place where we kind of have control of our own destiny Minus some distribution, right? What's next? For black people in entertainment, I mean, it can go wherever we want it to go. I think it can only go better if we continue to stay focused on what we're trying to do. But like, as long as you continue to like, if we can tell the message and the narrative through like music, what we've been doing for years, like black people have been entertaining for years. Like this is a part of who we are. Like Mm -hmm. from our ancestry, (laughs) it's just like, we've just entertained each other. Like it's just a part of our lifestyle, our culture. So if we continue to tell the narrative, though, like tell the story, then we'll we'll win more than we would just being at the top of the label, essentially. Like you can use their money, like okay. definitely use their money, distribute your music. Because at the end of the day, white people and people, um, these German companies or whoever, they're going to always own some, they're going to have a stake in the land, right. always. Right. So mm-hmm. work with them. Like I, I preach this all the time and try to have like mixers or conversations or whatever within the culture because I think people start to get selfish. We We don't want to share and like be, and we have that mentality just growing up, like in the black community, like we built, you built to be like, you know, I'm gonna get it on my own. Like I, this is, you got to look a certain way, be a certain way. Like we're, 
we stay unified and focused, we will win and we'll become even more powerful. But there are people and more people are becoming aware. So I have faith and I'm going to continue to do my part. I hope y'all doing y'all part, you know, anti-Trump is fuck. Obviously, (laughs) you're doing your part. So thank you. Everywhere I go. And thank you for this podcast, for sure. I I think one thing you said, you, you mentioned the fact that we don't do all that well with unity. And you talked mm-hmm. about like how deep it gets. And like for the listeners, we've talked about this a little bit. I want to, I want to add a little bit more to that. In my opinion and the opinion of some other people, I think what we see is when you go all the way back to enslaved times, and I try to, I try to stay away from the word slavery because slavery was not a choice and we did not choose mm-hmm. to be slave. We were enslaved. There was an action that put us there. Right. But when you really think about it, right, if you think about what it was like then at any time, someone could come into your quote-unquote home, I use that term loosely, and take your child, take your wife, take you away. You never see them again. And I think what that does to a people is it creates this psyche where you can't afford to look out for anyone else. You've got to look out for you and your family, and you can't even really do that well. Right. And once that happens, <laughs> over time, and the behavior doesn't change, it gets built into us. And I think we're, we're getting to a point now where, where hopefully we can recognize it and begin to make some of those changes and really find that that unity, really find the the tribe that we should be and move forward. And I kind of, you know, diverged away from what we were talking about, but I did no. want to explain that just a little bit. So I want to list out, and I, I really had to write this out because as I researched you and read, like I saw your name associated with so much stuff. <laughs> and so since we're talking about hustling, I want people to hear what this list is. And it's probably not even complete. Multiple podcasts, event hosting, blogging, the Sammy-approved site, content creator, board operator, on-air talent, artist management, writer, producer, director, marketing event specialist. And you said a couple of things since we've been sitting here that I, that I didn't find anywhere. So it's pretty <laughs> obvious that you got hustling down, right? You, you get this. And <laughs> when you look at this culture, so many of us love to talk about hustle. And a whole lot of us don't really hustle. Don't do it right. So I want to ask you, break down, like, what is the art of hustling for you? Like, how can people get it right? I come from um, two hustling as parents. Like, I've never met a man with so many jobs. <laughs> I've never met a woman who works so hard. Like, so that's all I know. Like, my dad's an immigrant, so he, like, worked to get himself through school where he played sports. So he played football to get himself through school. like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, enjoyed his experience and really just worked hard. He worked while he was in school, worked while he pledged. Like, he he worked hard as hell. Right. Then in his adult life, still, like, still to this day. Like didn't back and off my yet. mom, the same way. Like, she just had her first child um, when she was 19 while she was in school, got her degree, her nursing degree, and didn't go all the way with her. Like, she got an LPN instead of her RN. So that's something right. that... You know, even to this day, she was like, I'm going to go back to school. Like, she just wants to do it just to say she did it because she couldn't. Right. Um, But has the experience of damn near a doctor. Like, anytime there's something wrong with me, I'm like, mom. call my mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, no, mom. And everybody in the family does that. It's funny. But anyway, she's, she just works hard. Like, works night shift. Like, how do, I don't know how they do it. So to see that right. and to know that both my parents are still doing that, I'm like... I'm never need, I never need to be in the house. What do I need to be doing? I need to be doing something else. I need to be coming up with the idea. I need to work. Like, what do, because I don't want to see them work no more, you know, like they're getting yeah. older. And I don't want, I, my, I feel like my family is like that. Like my older brother and sister, they're both hustlers. Um, so we just, it's just, I can't put a, what it is. You just got to be able to work hard and like not give up and understand that, like really understand that, you know, there's light all around you and there's always going to be light towards what you're searching for, whatever that may be. Because I'm not looking to get like rich. Like I don't really care about the, it's not about the money. I just want to be comfortable, my family be comfortable and to live purposefully like we were talking about. I want to, and when you do that, you win. Like, so if you just focus on that, that's how you hustle. Um, Focus and really work hard and not complain about it. A lot of times I find myself complaining um, what we were talking about just being still or whatever and just being anxious all the time. Right. You got to rid yourself of all of that and just like stay focused. 
But I think it's funny is when we asked you the question, the first thing you said is, I don't know how to tell these people how to hustle. I don't. And then like really broke it down like step by step. Be <laughs> focused. I? Keep moving. Have examples. Don't true, go. Like, true, you true, like, true. broke everything I didn't, down. I didn't know like how to say that at first initially <laughs> when you asked because I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been asked that. This is, you're good at what you do. This is a great podcast. <laughs> well, okay, so tell me this. And, and I think this, this was not a question, but I think that synonymous with hustling is being able to deal with this one major factor that I think people really struggle with. What is that? Rejection, right? shit. Like every person who's successful has that reaction. Like, yo, rejection is all the time. How do you deal with it? I I always be shading companies that didn't fuck with me. Like, (laughs) that's why. (laughs) You're like, "Mm -hmm. okay, that's fine. You go work with me one day. Like, that's fine. And I'm going to decide if I fuck with you. Exactly. Or I'm I'm going to set the rate. Uh, how about that? That's it. I'm going to know what the rate should be, really. But no, it, it's like, you know, you win some, you lose some. You're probably going to lose more than you win. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming. Like, I've been rejected so many times. Like, trying to get an internship even, like, in entertainment, I felt like when I was in college was so difficult, especially going to Howard. Like, any time those internship fairs come, like, people are, <laughs> like, career fairs and stuff, it, they're on it. You're going with like the best of the best yeah, of yeah. like black students and Howard. It was just insane. So I'm Everybody like, yo, shines. am I cut out for this? <laughs> like, yo, what is going on? I'm not, I'm not in the right. But I was always in the right place at the right time. I think some of those summers when like I was not interning, I was just experiencing like working and like trying to understand life a bit more. So it helped me grow. So something some th- things happen for a reason, but I think... It was difficult. It's difficult. And you get rejected often. But think, think about how many times you get rejected just in general. Any everything. Of your, everything. Like, well, you, you only get going. two answers. Like, either they're going to be like, yes, yes or, no. or no. They can say it different. They can say, hell no. Yes <laughs> or no. different forms of hell no. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, no. I feel like a maybe is a no. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Most times, maybe is no. Like, just don't even, don't even, like, or when they inch, the, the thing I hate about rejection is when you get me to a point, like, Oh, I'm telling my friends, like, oh, I got the job, job. Like, <laughs> time to be with no job. Like, I got the, like no. <laughs> then they pull back with the rejection email. You like, what? The fuck did this come from? This ain't, the, this ain't what it's supposed to be. Add them to what? the shade list. <laughs> right. Like, that's why you got to work with me again. <laughs> well, you probably talking about the shade list. What I, what I literally do, and like the, the wife used to see it on the wall. When I got told no, like one of the companies that I started and sold, I got told no so many times up front. People who were doing it was like, this ain't going to work. This business idea is on wheels. I remember he literally said, this business idea is on wheels. And like for 10 minutes, it crushed me. And I go to my wall. I had this big ass, and it had to be big because there's a lot of rejection. Big ass <laughs> piece of paper on my wall. And I would write down what they said, who said it, when they said it. And I would look at it literally every day. Oh, wow. Until I figured out a way to disprove that statement. Mm-hmm. And like the petty side of me will call them back from time to time. <laughs> like, remember you told me this? I had to stop doing that because people people don't don't take too kind. No, of man, still, I'm still petty. Like I had this, like for me, I had where well, literally like one person like, no, you ain't going to do it. You're not going to get here. You're not going to be there. I got there and I would take that person to the lunch the next day and I would brag about what I do every day. Nigga, I'm where here. I am, where you told me I wouldn't get. <laughs> Even to the point where now my office is across from your office. So you look at me every day. That's a... And I was like, no, I want my office right there (laughs) so they can see me. That's funny. So you won't reject the next person. (laughs) All right, so I was um, doing my research on you and I ran into a video and it was you talking about and it showed clips from when you got a chance to sit down with with Jay Prince. Mm -hmm. And I want to read the quote you said. You said, the moment you had been waiting for was there and you had to take advantage of it. I think a whole lot of us miss our moments, but I do think they're more than one, right? Because we don't recognize. But in that very moment, like in that, in that second, in that moment, you recognized how big of an opportunity this was. What was it about that interview, that day, that figure that made it very clear that you had to take advantage of this? I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of people hyped it for me, like, when I was right. prepping for it. I mean, I knew... That is... That's so I knew, I know who, like... I knew who Jay Prince was, and I know, like, his impact and what he's done, of course. 
it wasn't like, I'm trying to think of somebody maybe that I grew up around, like in Atlanta, that I could compare him to. Right. But that's, I, I can't because compare he, anybody to Jay Prince. He's the foundation. He, he's the foundation. Right, like, like, Jay Prince is that. So, but I didn't, I say that to say is like, I didn't grow up in knowing Jay Prince as this figure. But right. once I realized who it was and the impact that he had on so many people around me, when I was prepping for the interview, I was nervous. I was so scared. And like, uh, my friend Simon, who works, actually works with uh, me and my artist Jordan, he just got to talking to, or no, he came over. I was visiting New York right before A3C and everything. And he came over and we were just kicking it. And this man said, <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to prep for this interview. I got in a couple of days. Like, I'm nervous. And I was like, well, who? I was like, Jay Prince. He was like, oh, I used to work with him when I lived in Houston. And I'm like, what? You lived in Houston? So now we get to talking and rapping, whatever. So he telling me all about, he worked under Jay Prince. So like he knew Jay he Prince. He humanize him for you a little bit. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm like, what? This was the missing piece to everything I had been already been researching. So I'm like, perfect. Um, and then I feel like somebody else I ended up having a conversation with, whatever. But it made it, it made me realize how important it was to like get him to be vulnerable. And he right. and he was. That interview was that interview is very important to me now, like just in my journey, because he was able to be very human and like right. open and vulnerable about his experience. So I think it was a great conversation. So the fan side of me wonders, like, does that whole interview exist anywhere to watch? I'm a Jay Prince <laughs> right. fan. We talked yeah. about um, this. So I yeah. don't know if they have, they probably would make it. A, I have to see. And if I, and I'll send it to you and and post it. But uh, I don't know if they ever, because that's like kind of a moment. I don't know if they put it on YouTube or anything, but they definitely record it. We, he we doesn't record do everything. a lot of interviews. Right. Like, you don't hear from him often. He's like this figure Ironically, I had I had seen him maybe a couple months before that at a, it was a conversation that Julia Beverly mm -hmm. uh, had with him for his book and everything. So I was able to hear some of the audio for it. And then before... did you interview I, her too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is <laughs> Hustling in that Hustling. purpose, baby. Well, well I, I, purpose driven hustling. A lot of these people, though. <laughs> Who are you? Like, damn. Sammy approved. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, I honestly, Patchwork and like just that, that I didn't even understand what Patchwork was going to be for my life at the time when I was just working at the right. front desk. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm just doing this to get some money right now. And, like, it's a good space because it's music studio and I'm blogging and, like, right. I need to know, like, what's going on. I would know shit before people. And I'd be, I would I always have to be like, should I? <laughs> but I'd be like, you know what? No, no. Because I could have been, like, a tabloid, like, blogger if I wanted to be. Because it was just so much stuff that right. you Pushing see. Pushing them secrets. But, I, I, of course, obviously, I didn't want to be that person. But um, it was cool to be there and to right. know what was, like, really know what was going on. And then you realize that leads to this and these conversations, I didn't even think about that side of things. Like, oh, I could talk to the execs, the people who are making the money. <laughs> While Black listens, real quick, I want to take a second. One, remind you, we're talking about purpose-driven hustling with Sammy Approved today. Yes. Um, one thing that she just said that I, I need you to really hear is she talked about being at the front desk at Patchwork. Yeah. And where that has led her to. So the point in that is, be appreciative of where you are and recognize that where you are doesn't limit where you're going. Mm -hmm. It oftentimes directs where you can be. So just learn to appreciate where you are. Going right back to our quote earlier, just be still. Just be still. Be blessed. Think about it. Find your strategy. Figure out how you go from where you are to where you need to be or where you want to be. And things can happen for you. Yeah, I wish I would have been more, like, still at the time. Because, like, she knows, like, when we were really, like... <laughs> You just moved here. I just moved back home. Like, I was like, what am I about to do? Like, what am I about to do? This is crazy. Like, I'm working for literally nothing. But I was working for everything. And my price just keep going up. So it's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go get there. You're just, trending in the right direction. Just, just relax and be still. Now, that part of this whole conversation is the most important thing. If we yeah. have to say anything else, just remember that. Because I know somebody else who's listening to this. And you might just be in a different phase of your life. Like, I'm going to always have to be still. And, right. you know, you can apply that to any part of your life. But at a point, somebody is probably like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Just flex. Right. So, yeah, that's important. Thank you for reminding me again. Oh, good. So one of the things that you talk about is walking in your purpose. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't remember. Again, I stalked the shit out of you online. Like this is like before I before I talk, I want to know everything. That's I what I do. And it was one of the one of the videos that I watched, and you talked about walking in your purpose. And what I want you to try to explain to the to the folks listening is how you figured out that was your purpose. And the, the reason I ask is because there are a whole lot of us right now who can't even find a path, let alone take a step. How did you get there? My mama was praying. <laughs> My grandma was praying. Um, I had a praying grandma. My mama prayed. I was gonna say like I, you ain't saying yet. Uh, I, I, I was gonna really, really sing on here, but no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it to him. Um, <laughs> no, I really did. I had praying grandparents. I had my mom who was praying for me because I really don't know. Like my mom always says that she's had she has uh, three children: my older sister Toya, my older brother Dajari, and we all just did what we grew up doing. Like, my sister used to love playing music and singing and just, like, everything music. And she became, like, a music educator and her kids, like, you know, in the arts. Me, always writing. Right. Like, it was always, I was writing something or, like, drawing something or just, you know, just trying to record. I had, like, a little audio recorder thing (laughs) that I would just record people or myself. Like, I don't even know what I was doing. Um... And just telling stories. I, I wrote a book when I was, like, in kindergarten. Like, that's my claim to fame, y'all, really. I wrote a book when I was in kindergarten, and it was and published. Like, it was a whole... Right. author. Oh, yeah. Slick. But I'll, I'll even remember... I think that was, like, my first snow day. I think that was, that was definitely the name of it. And I drew it. <laughs> I drew, like, pictures and stuff. Yeah. Claim to fame, y'all. Hustling since kindergarten. So you can't, I did. You can't I didn't me. sell no books, though. I didn't sell no books. <laughs> it was just like you could like publish your little book at, and get it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> My mom, she always talks about it. But um, yeah, I was just always doing stuff like that. And my brother was, he does like engineering. He like builds things. And he was always taking apart like cars and just doing just dumb stuff. We would be cutting wires like, hey, oh, I'm going to put it back together. No, you're not. <laughs> but it was just, you know, he was exploring. And my mom's kids, my, yeah. my mom's kids were just, we just knew what we were doing. I, I say that because I feel like my mom was just praying that we would have, you know, purpose. And all the things that you want over your life, you you if you believe in that, you pray over it. And you speak those things into existence. So I think my mom... <laughs> And my grandma probably were. Um, because I, I don't know how to explain it. You just, you have to be, fo- you have to be focused though. Like, cause I, I may not, I may have missed that just somehow, some way right. and been like trying to be a singer. I don't know. And maybe I wouldn't have missed that. That would have been that. But you just have to know what your vision is and right. focus on that. Everybody has vision. I don't, and you might have multiple visions because some that. people have, you know, yeah. periods of their life when they're doing this one thing. Like, I don't think I'm going to be doing what I'm doing today, this year, in five years. No, I pro- my lifestyle will probably be completely different in the same realm. But right, right, you got different seasons, different seasons, and and different passions. Like you might not, like you might be a chef today, and I don't know, have a lawn mowing business the next day, and that's just like what's your your path, and you enjoy like mowing lawns and like landscaping <laughs> it doesn't matter you know so what i want to do now is we've talked a whole lot about like the tactics and the things that you did to get where you are but i want to add a bullseye for the people a bullseye. so let's let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now right so tell you've got you've got a couple podcasts yes tell uh, the listeners a little bit about those so I they can see this. what hustling gets you sorry i cut you off sorry about that no you're, you're good so they can see what hustling gets you yeah so I have the I Do Music podcast at Patchwork where we basically talk to music executives or like people behind the scenes. You might be a producer or um, radio promotions uh, at a label. Just like the titles vary. Entrepreneurs right. we've had on the podcast, um, but all in the same realm of like music and entertainment. And yeah, we tell their stories from like the beginning to like where they are now in about 45 minutes. And people are interested uh, in something they haven't heard before. So that's right. why I like telling those stories because it's like, oh, you talk to like Julia Beverly, like right. about Ozone Magazine. That's so random, but cool because she has a cool story. And she does like, she like runs marathons and stuff. Like right. just different stuff you learn about people. And I enjoy that. Obviously, I'm like super nerdy. Like, let's <laughs> let's learn about people. Um, but yeah. What's and the most girlfriend. surprising story you ever heard? I don't know. There's so many interesting stories. I've learned a lot of like, 
about people's like behavior. I'm kind of weirdly or oddly into just like really people's psyche. I just right. really like understand like understanding the mind. But then I also have the Girlfriends podcast. Those are probably where I've had the most interesting conversations, actually. <laughs> spell that one for them because it's girl spelled Girlfriends, yes. It's like your girlfriend with your neighborhood girlfriend. <laughs> you didn't um, see her hand when she said Yeah, y'all didn't see my hand, but I had to show y'all my hand. Um, but it's G-I-R-L, girl. Uh-huh, obviously. F-R-A-N-S pod. Um, so you can find us on social media there. And I Do Music is the, or IDM podcast for the other um, podcast I mentioned before. But yeah, me and my girlfriends talk candidly about everything. Everything from like <laughs> entertainment to uh, pop culture, music to like relationship topics to like mental health. Yeah, I mean, it just gets, it, it can go there. And we're real and we're very raw. And I'll leave it at that. So don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Do not judge us, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do the podcast and the and that's that's always exciting. And I have like a late night show that I actually am. On YouTube, right? That's on YouTube currently, but um, my second season is going to really, I feel like be my real pilot of how I want this show to really run. And then I plan to give y'all some more content. So okay. yeah, it's exciting. And so we, we've talked about it, but we haven't gone in depth. Give them a little bit more on Sammy Approved TV. Uh, it's just like... I, I love that. Like, <laughs> when I go in there and just kind of read what's happening, I thought that was I thought that was dope. Thank you. So I'm not going to really be blogging anymore. I feel like this is like... Dun, so dun, right dun, as dun. I said... Like, <laughs> right, yeah, like he loves it. And I'm like... Dun, dun, dun. But, um, I mean, I'm going to be just still playlisting and uh, doing that and just probably... I really like the playlist for your mood thing. Yeah, that, that was cool. That, ooh, that was it. That was really my, how I was feeling <laughs> at the time. Thank you, though. Uh, I'm happy you enjoy it. But yeah, so I'm gonna just go more into playlisting and you utilize like my writing space to write more for TV and film and like get into what I really those like stories that take time. Right. And so I, I'm still gonna probably be blogging just because. That's just what I be, I enjoy doing for myself, like journaling right. and stuff, but um, not like on the website, essentially. Maybe okay. we'll bring it back, you know, we have some time. I just like trying to dedicate or focus my time, like I said, on certain things. And you got to be strategic. Okay. Yeah, but Sammy Approved TV is a network to, that's what that is. The site, you know, is a site, but Sammy Approved TV is like my network. It's what my content comes from. So if I decide to do like branded content with uh, companies and things like that, I wanted to come through like my network and anything I do for my radio, the radio station will come through my stuff and then through their channels. Because I just think you should have ownership of your things. That's powerful. Big Cat Williams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yo. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit more about your artist, Jordan. Oh, I love Jordan. That's like my little bro, like my one of my good friends. Um, Jordan Carter is amazing. He's an amazing musician, performer, rapper. And um, we're just, we just creating this movement because it's him and three other artists that I am like, are under our label, essentially Dreams to Paper. And um, yeah, they're doing dope things and they're young and like super hungry and just very passionate. So we got Kendrick of the South that's out right now, which is Jordan telling a story. Um, when he was going through some shit. And I right. think it's cool to hear. And the line that obviously resonates with everybody is the first line. It's crazy how the new Atlanta don't be from Atlanta. And we both <laughs> from Atlanta. So we'd be like, you don't know how many times you run into somebody and like, where are you from? Look, like my homegirl from St. Louis. Like, and I love it. It's cool. But he's just talking about, you know, the music industry and like how he feel like he not, he knows he's like, this he just knows already he's Jordan Carter, period, period. And y'all just don't know it yet, right. essentially. So <laughs> that's attitude to have though. You, you have to. You have to, yeah. right? And um, but he really is. And he's and I think he's pretty much saying that in the song. And I I connect to it a lot because it's like, it's crazy. Y'all don't know who I am, but one day you will, you know? <laughs> like sometimes you feel that way. Like, no, do you know this is legendary? This is this is good stuff. And people don't, people have to catch on. That, that it takes time. And I always try to explain that to Jordan. Like, it takes some time. Like, let them, you rather have it in the long run than, um, like, right now. Right. Because look at Takashi 6 9 Like, we were just talking about that earlier. 
damn, bro, like you were, you had something going for yourself. And just like that. And just like that, <laughs> it's gone. Boom. So, yeah. So I know you've got a lot going, but what's next? Everything. The future, really. I, yeah, I really to need to be on this AR, VR stuff. Like, that's what I'm really about to catch that way. I, I love, I love VR and AR. I have a good time with that. Oh, well, we're going to have some experiences coming soon. Don't you worry. Really? I think, yes, I think so. Because they they're getting it's really the big in like the experience area just in general. That's All right, true. so the last question I have for you is is simple one, but, and I want to ask this just because of what you're doing, where you're going, but what does hip hop mean to you? Um, Hip hop is just like, it's just a culture. It's culture. It's a lifestyle. Hip hop is a lot of things, though. Um, musically, like it came from everything else right. that we created. Um, but hip hop is definitely black. Hip hop is definitely the culture. And I won't even say it's black. I would say it's it's a specific like it's struggle. It's um it's a story. So that's why I don't consider a lot of music hip hop to be completely honest. Right. Um, but it's a it's a community as well and I think it's a lifestyle and I think that's what you present like we're we all represent a particular lifestyle and so for hip hip hop for like an artist who is specifically like no I'm a hip hop artist like period I'm a rapper that's what they embody like the lifestyle well Sammy the last thing we always do is we hand it over to the guest and let them tell the people whatever it is they want to tell them be still (laughs) (laughs) and um, fly high like just you can do the impossible for anybody that's listening to this podcast. And thank you for having me because I think this is a good conversation. And I'm like, I also think that you have a really cool voice. Like, you'd be I like, appreciate look that. at it, just all tucked <laughs> You have a cool voice. And this podcast is important, like in terms of what we're talking about, getting people, and this is a community. This is hip hop. Like, we're, yep. we're sitting around having a conversation. That's what hip hop is too, just like storytelling with each other. So thank you for having me and fly high, y'all. Fly high. That's dope. Everybody, we appreciate you coming back with us again. Sammy hit you with a lot of information. A lot. Even though every time she told you she didn't have anything for you, she would hit you (laughs) over the head every time. So y'all pay attention. Go back, listen to a couple (laughs) of things because I know you're telling everybody you hustle hard, but you ain't hustling right. So listen to this episode, (laughs) get you some learning and then go make something happen. Definitely. That's all we got. Check the episode notes. You can find out where to find Sammy and all the many things that she does. You're probably going to have to hit the expand button. I'm putting it all in there. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, peace. Peace. (laughs) Holla.